Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus. Taking your questions now in the mailbag. We pull them from our, our weekly chat that we do on Tuesdays. Get lots of good questions, guys. Um, you know, transfer quarterback discussion, still a topic of discussion. And, Nate, I'm going to bring you in on this one because obviously you have a really good handle on former recruits. Uh, but Oregon's Tyler, uh, is it Show or Shao? How do you pronounce his last name, the quarterback? I've heard it pronounced like three or four different ways, um, everywhere from Shao to Shug. So I, I'm not I, – honestly, I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> – But, I I mean, I've always pronounced it Shao, but the latest one that I heard was Shug, Tyler Shug. Why did, why did he – number one, why does that guy leave Oregon? Like, did they basically tell him, like, you're not going to be the guy? Basically. I think the writing is on the wall. We're going to go in a new direction. That Yeah, that there's – I'll chime in here real quick. I looked it up, and it's pronounced Shuck, like shuck. rhymes with duck. Oh. Shuck. According to NBC Oregon. So that's like the fourth way. Of shuck yeah, shuck so, your orchard. So somehow S-H-O-U-G-H is pronounced shuck. Shuck. Hey, okay. shuck Huskers. Just saying. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but basically, from everything that I know, it's the the writing was on the wall that, that they've, you know, that he's at the very best, he's in for one hell of a battle next year to, to keep his job, and that that's probably not going to happen. So, but I mean, look, he, he helped lead him to the the Pac-12 uh, championship. What last year? So, or not last year, but two years ago. Um, they played. They played Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's played a lot of football. He's played at a high level. He was a big time recruit coming out of high school. Um, you know, I, I think, I mean, he, and he's visited Nebraska before as a, as a, you know, when he was in, in high school, um, he did not get an offer. I'm trying to remember if, if Riley and Langsdorf offered him or not coming out of high school, but, um, regardless, I mean, the, it, it's an interesting name. If we're sitting here talking about quarterback, um, transfers, he's, I mean, he's, he's one that Nebraska is following on Twitter and, and I guarantee you they're doing their homework and, and at least reaching out to see, you know, if he's got, uh, what he has going and, and to try and figure out a little bit more of, you know, what he's looking for and what kind of situation he wants to, to transfer to. And, and Joe Milton, the Michigan quarterback goes in the portal yep. on Thursday. So Michigan's lost, you know, McCaffrey, which he came out before the season and then went in the portal after he got his second semester started. Same thing his brother did. Um, that's a whole other <laughs> discussion. Uh, but, yeah, Michigan's – I mean, this portal thing with quarterbacks makes it so delicate because, I mean, if you're Nebraska, you're like, God, we have to be worried that, you know, what we do, could it affect Logan Smothers? But, like, right now, if you're Logan Smothers, where could you go? That's the thing. Like, you've got to have some sort of reputation or film – to get a good opportunity out of the portal. And, and, and 
Shuck is going to have that, obviously, out of Oregon. I mean, as much as any quarterback in the portal right now. And you got to think you'd have something in the works before you even enter your name in the portal at this point, because it's so risky just to, to just throw your name in there and just, you know, try and figure it out as you go. Because there, there's I mean, there's not many spots out there, and if you don't have the right opportunity and a school willing to take a, a shot at you, then uh, you could be left out in the in the cold. So I, I think a lot of these, especially high profile players. These decisions are pretty calculated, and I'm sure that they've been in contact before all this and, and at least have some conversations that are underway before they even got this process going. Yeah, that's that was my initial reaction when, when Shuck entered the portal. I was like, okay, he knows where he's going. He's, he's known that he's going to enter his name in the portal for probably quite a while now. And, uh, I mean, usually these things are, are calculated. And if they're not, boy, you're really – you're taking a gamble, a huge, huge gamble. But, like you said, out of any quarterback that's in the portal right now, he probably has the best resume, probably has the most information, most film out there, uh, you know, to, to help to help benefit him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, you know, I, I, I know that Nebraska is at least following up uh, doing their due diligence here, as they are with a lot of, a lot of these transfers. Kind of a tough question here, but what happens if Nebraska has a five and seven season in 2021? Um, it's a legit question because it, it could very well happen, guys. I mean, it's not like it's an out of line question Ooh. because the metrics say that they could probably be anywhere from a five to an eight win team next year, realistically. And they play a very difficult schedule. They play two college football playoff level teams. Wisconsin's a top 10 type team, Iowa's a top 20 type team. And then there's a bunch of these swing games where if you get a bunch of stupid five-yard penalties and fumbles, you lose. And Nebraska has lost those games the last couple of seasons. So what happens, guys? I mean, I, I think it really ramps up the discussion of the overall future of, of where this is going. And obviously so. I mean, I think four years really is, is, a, is a mile marker that you want to see growth, progress on the field with tangible results. I still look at the biggest thing is the leadership structure, though. Right now, today, at this very moment, you've got a president, a chancellor, and an AD that are all aligned behind Scott Frost. And you've got regents led by guys um, like Jim Pillen and Tim Clare that are very much behind Scott Frost. Um, the minute anything kind of funny happens in that circle, that's when I think you've got to be worried. And right now, that's, that's not happening at this point. Yeah, and so how does that tenor change, though, with a fourth straight losing season? And Who know, fires the first shot? Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I think if nothing else, another losing record in 2021 would at least probably force that leadership circle to kind of evaluate. Things. Somebody's going to have to fire a well, shot. Right now, everybody's kind of arm in arm. We're trusting the process. This is going to work. But if they go, you know, four straight years and you're going into year five without even a winning record – I mean, you got to take a hard look at what's going on with this program and why things have not gotten any better. You know, the first few years, year one was what it was. It was a total transition year. Year two, they got a lot of bad breaks, you know, the, the Akron opener and all that stuff. Year three, you know, they had COVID. Year four is, you know, the, it's time to do it. I mean, I, I know it's going to be a tough schedule, but uh, you got to start showing some real tangible evidence that this program is moving forward in the right direction. If that doesn't happen, then I think that you start to get a little nervous about that that circle that is, you know, the, the ultimate decision makers, maybe they start kind of reevaluating just how much faith they have in the direction of this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, there's, there's been a lot of very, very strange things that have happened ever since Frost was <laughs> hired. But, um, you know, at, at some point you've, you've got your own roster. You can't, you can't blame it on, 
um, you know, not having your own players or, or the guys that you recruited in, in your key spots. And, um, you know, I, I think at some point you got to get past there being a culture problem or whatever. Uh, and you got to win football games. And if they don't, I mean, the fans are going to be pissed. I mean, there, there's no other way around it. They're going to be they're going to be fed up. And and once that happens, then it takes care of itself. Yeah, I mean, the people in power are going to have to. They're going to. I mean, some things are going to have to change. I, I'm not saying that he'd lose his job, but I mean, there would have to be some revamping going on. I do think you have to like case study things that have happened recently with the portal. Like you got to look at Tennessee, knowing like what Tennessee just did, and. How many players go in the portal when you make a move like this? Can Nebraska withstand that? Like if 20 studs left the team and go in the portal and then you got to pay a coach $25 million and or whatever the buyout would be for a coach like Frost, it's $5 million per year times whatever years left. And on top of that, Tennessee hired Josh Heupel. Like, I'm sorry, I, I don't look at going from Dooley to Heupel as like this massive upgrade at Tennessee. Like maybe you're just better off at that point trying to ride that out and, and withstand it and prove figure, it. Prove it. Who did I say? Dooley. Dooley. Prove it. I'm, Dooley was the guy before well, yeah, Pruitt. Do, Dooley and Heifel are like the same. They all kind of mesh together. My favorite, the Tennessee staff, when they announced it, I sent you guys that gif. <laughs> and it was like five guys. I mean, I, I consider myself a fairly well-versed assistant coach guy in college football. And I really didn't hear of any of the guys that Heupel hired at Tennessee. I didn't know their names. And somebody found the gif from Major League where – they're announcing the Indians roster in Major League One, and it was like, who the F are these guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have that exact same reaction when those names started hitting Twitter. But, you know, with going back to, you know, running the risk of, you know, overhauling things and risk of transfers, you know, if you're talking about a bunch of players in a team that, you know, have never gone over 500, I don't know if that's going to be the ultimate factor. But do you believe decision. in the young guys you're building? In the way it's going, the lines, because that, that's what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. getting it built, and if that develops right, then it could take off. But they, 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 they have had to make up for an empty 17 recruiting class and an empty 18 recruiting class, and that's why they're in the, the mess they've been in by not having the stability in the upper class levels. Yeah, and so that, now you're there. You have some stability there. You've been able to develop the most important positions to win in the Big Ten Conference. Now it's time to go do your third. Yeah, you got to see results this year because now, now you're three classes in with yeah. the talk of potential is over. It's time to start actually winning. And I again, I get they have a very difficult schedule, especially right out of the gates with their non-con going into conference. But I still think that you know there, there it comes to a point where you can't start always talk about next year. It's got to happen eventually. All right, when we come back, we are going to talk basketball. That's why we're taping a little bit later this week. I wanted to make sure we had time to cover both the Maryland games um, and the win over Penn State on Sunday before Nebraska plays again. They play Sunday again now, right, Robin? Yes. So we'll – No, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday. excuse me. We'll get you ready for Saturday's Nebraska basketball game against Purdue, and we'll recap the previous three games they played since our last show. Uh, You're listening here to the Husker Line Show. 